Welcome to the Classroom to Boardroom podcast. If you are a teacher or administrator looking to change careers, you are in the right place. There can be many reasons an educator is ready to leave the classroom. Boredom, burnout, pressure from parents and administrators, the list goes on and on. If you are ready to move on from teaching, there are many roles in which you can use your teacher skill set to have a positive social impact and set yourself up for a fulfilling and rewarding career. Now, let's meet your host, Carrie Conover. Carrie is a veteran educator and EdTech corporate leader turned founder and CEO. So grab your notepad because your new journey outside the classroom starts right now. Today, I have a very special guest, Donald Benson with me. He's here to show, share the story of how he came to classroom to boardroom and as a teacher transitioned out into the business world. Donald, thank you so much for being here today. Oh, thank you for having me. I've missed your voice. We've spent a lot of time talking and then you got your new job and it's been some time since we've chatted. So I really appreciate you being here today. And it's, it's really great to hear your voice. I truly mean that. Good. I, I I appreciate you having me on. Well, Donald, you've always said you wanted to come back and pay it forward. So let's get started. First, I'm just going to introduce you. Donald is currently a customer success representative at Biz Buy Sell, the internet's largest and most heavily trafficked business for sale marketplace. He recently transitioned from the classroom back into the corporate world after over 10 years of teaching Donald is applying the skills he used as a teacher and department leader to develop a promising future in the corporate world. I love that. So Donald, why don't you start us off by telling us a little bit about your career story? Well, I um I knew I wanted to be a teacher from the time I was really young. I mean, I remember playing teacher at home and I um just Love to, to help people. So I went to college and the very first thing I did is I went to my advisor. I said, I want to be a government teacher. So um, I, I pursued that. But like a lot of kids that age, I didn't ask for the help I needed and didn't let the school know that I had a learning disability. So I got OK grades, but I didn't get good enough grades to qualify to get into the teaching program. So I was graduating with a double major and had no clue what I was going to do. So I went home and I was working and got a message from the principal of my local middle school that I grew up in and got a provisional license for three years. And this was back in 2000 where I had no clue that you could take classes online. So I didn't get the classwork done that I needed to to continue in teaching. So I went out into the corporate world. I I worked for a car rental um, place. I worked as a door-to-door salesman for insurance. I um, managed a Seven Eleven. I worked at a at two different banks as a personal banker and just did different careers here and there and stayed for a couple years and then jumped to something else. And always in the, in my mind, I wanted to be a teacher. So in 2011, I decided to go back to school and take the classes I needed to to get my license. Well, after I got my license, I found my first new teaching job in 2014, and eventually I moved into um, a school for the visually impaired. 
as a um as a teacher in 2016 and with the pandemic hitting and everything going on in the world i realized that i didn't really like some of the things that i was doing as a teacher and that i decided to start looking for something new and then um I was like, well, maybe it's just I don't feel like I need to be in the classroom. I want, I'm going to become an administrator. So I got my license in administration, and that didn't really fit. So I started looking out into the corporate world again and into a bunch of different industries and finally kind of decided that customer success was was my future. And luckily, I, I found a position with BizBuySell in May of 2022 and um, started with them in June of that year and have been um, moving forward since. So it's been a, it's been a blessing in disguise because I, I really, I knew I wanted to be a teacher, but then I started to see that there are certain aspects that didn't really fit me as a teacher. And I'm able to use those skills as a customer success representative. Well, it's so interesting as you were talking, I pictured you like weaving almost through a maze and jumping over different obstacles. And one of the things that I talk about a lot is, well, actually, before I even say that, it was funny when I was interviewing Olivia on the last podcast, we were both talking about how we used to play school so much as a kid. So when you were talking about that, it really made me smile. But it also made me think about what we have, you and I have in common. And I didn't start out as a teacher either. Like I found my way there almost as a second career. And we put in a good 10 years of our lives into that profession. And then we moved on. And sometimes I think about what if everyone out there put a good 10 years of their lives into being a great teacher? Maybe we wouldn't have this teacher shortage that we have, right? It's interesting that we got put into it and we did it for 10 years Yet some people want to criticize teachers for leaving after that amount of time. And so I'm so proud of you for knowing, like, I put in these 10 years, I put in this time, now it's time for me to challenge myself um, and and move on to something new. So what was it that kind of finally made you realize, okay, I need to do something other than teaching? Well, I, I think the biggest thing that kind of started the ball rolling was the pandemic. And I'm... 2020 when everything kind of shut down and I was I was at a point where I was trying to teach from home and I started to kind of think about the things that that I loved about teaching and there's a lot of things that I loved about teaching but also the things I really didn't enjoy about teaching and um so I thought maybe it was the classroom so I, like I said I got my license in administration I thought that was going to be my future and that just didn't get traction and I didn't feel like that was going to be something that was really going to work out. So I started to look for a change and I, um, I realized that the things that I really wasn't enjoying in teaching were starting to outweigh the things that I really loved about teaching. Yep. I feel like so many people are shaking their heads right now where we thought about the admin route, like, oh, maybe we should be an administrator. So many things where we wanted to stay in it, but we needed something else. And it was interesting when you were saying the things that weren't making you happy were outweighing, you know, starting to outweigh the things that were making you happy. The thing that is, I think, hard for people outside teaching to understand is 
those things that often make us unhappy in teaching, you can't change them. There's systematic things in place or like, I mean, I'm not saying this is you, but I think some people are like, I'm done working with children now. Like some people are like, I put my time in. I've loved this time with children. I don't want to work with children anymore. You can't change that about teaching, right? So right. Um, I really think that that's something that's misunderstood. People are like, well, we'll just make it better. Well, some things you just can't change about the profession and, it, and it's time to move on. So talk to me a little bit about, did you feel any guilt when you were leaving? This is something that really kind of shocks a lot of former teachers is I personally didn't feel guilty about leaving. Yep. I love my colleagues. I still am in touch with my colleagues today. I love my students. I'm still in touch with many of my students up through today. I still have a great relationship with the people at the school I left, but I was in the process of starting a family and I wanted to find something that I could do and that I could progress. And I felt like I, in teaching, you get to that, you become a teacher. And the next step was either to move into administration or stay a teacher. And there was no really upward movement for me. So I didn't feel guilty because I knew that the things that I, that I loved about teaching were getting outweighed by the things that I really didn't enjoy about teaching. And I was doing myself and my students and my friends at the school a disservice by not, by staying there and not having my heart in to the, to what I was doing yeah. as a teacher. Yeah. So, and I saw you, I saw that. Cause I was kind of side by side with you a little bit through, well, not a little bit through this process at the end and you were ready. Like you had turned the corner and you were ready. So it actually, it doesn't surprise me to hear that because I think that you had done your time and you were ready for the next thing. Yeah. So, I mean, I was ahead, ready. <laughs> no, yeah. I, I, I was ready. And I knew that if, if I stayed in teaching, I, I kind of feel like I stayed in the classroom a year longer than I should have. Mm-hmm. And that from talking to other teachers and everything that that's pretty common is yeah. that you stay longer than you really, your heart is in it. And really by doing that, you're giving yourself away when you, you don't love what you're, you're doing still. And you are in a situation where really you're doing a disservice more than you are a service to the school and the students, because like it or not, we're all replaceable. They have another social studies teacher at that school now. And I love the school. I love the students. I love the, the colleagues, but the thing is, but if I was still there, I couldn't have been doing as good a job as that other person is probably doing because their heart is in it. Yep. I agree. So tell us, how do you, how did you go from being a teacher to getting your first job, this new job outside of the classroom? Well, the, the first job I got outside of classroom was the one that I'm currently in the um, biz by sell position. And really I, I started to explore different careers. And so what I did is I, I learned by making mistakes. I made a lot of mistakes when I went, when I was trying to transition from being a teacher to moving back into the corporate world. So, um, really 
the big thing is I, I felt like I could do it all myself and that I didn't even know what I didn't know. I was at a point where I I felt like, oh, well, I've, I've been in the corporate world before, so why, why would I need help getting back into that? So I, um, I kind of got to the point where I was starting to look and kind of here and there and looking for a job here and looking for a job there and kind of um, eventually started to focus and I decided, okay, a change needs to happen. I was kind of passive with my, my search for a while and then I was like, okay, this is the time where I need to start getting serious. And I went about six months, eight months or so where I felt like I was serious about I'm going to find a new a new path, a new career. And I really didn't know what I didn't know. And I eventually came across you and really found out that I didn't know as much as I thought I knew about the corporate world and how to get back into it. So I um I was blessed enough to to come across people like you and people in classroom and boardroom that really helped me to, to move forward into this new job and this new career and this new path that I'm on. You have, I wish you could see me right now. I have such a huge smile on my face because this is why I do what I do is because, you know, when I hear stories that I did actually help you and changed, you know, helped you to change the trajectory of your life and your family's life. Um, I really have a huge smile on my face and, the other thing that um, really stuck out to me is that <clears throat> I think that we can take, we think, okay, I finally got there. I want to make this change. I want to leave. But you said, you know, six, eight months. And I just want to stress to everyone that you have to be patient with yourself and be realistic that this can take months and months for some people. Some people are lucky and they you know, it takes a month, two months and they're out, but, um, the work starts now. So we're talking about this at the beginning of the year. If you want to be out of the classroom by the beginning of next school year, now is when the work needs to start. And as you know, Donald with classroom to boardroom, I, I offer a monthly option and I offer like buy the whole course at once right now is a great time to start the monthly option and get in and get, start learning, uh, so that you don't feel a lot of pressure, uh, at the very end of the school year when you're trying to wrap up the school year and find a new job. Um, yeah. So, uh, but I will ahead. tell you, I recommend invest the money now. We're, we're into a new year. Invest it now because there is stuff that's at the end of the program that I wish I would knew at the beginning of the program. Yeah. So it it's really, everything is valuable, but you get to the... It, I almost was at the point where I, I considered the month to month and I was like, well, I want the information now. I want to go and yeah. I want to jump in. So yeah, that happens I, a lot where people do the month to month and then they like within the first week, they're like, wait, I want all the modules. Can you let me have an upgrade to the whole course? And I'm like, of course, because yeah. um, it is kind of fun. And actually it's interesting because a lot of people will kind of binge the whole course and then they'll go back again uh, module by module and, and take it slowly. So <laughs> that's exactly um, what I did. <laughs> <laughs> so tell me like so far in your new career in the last, you know, few months, how do you think you've grown or changed the most? I think the biggest change 
for me professionally has been the learning the ability or fine tuning the ability of not thinking I know everything or not not trying to make it look like I know everything. Hmm. Learning that it is okay to say, oh, that's a great question. Let me find out the answer and I'll get back to you. Yeah. In the classroom, I felt like if there was a question asked, I needed to know the answer. Yeah. Or I needed to fake it till I make it. And in the corporate world, it is okay to say, that's a great question. Let me get back to you. And people understand that you... You may be the expert in your field, but there's always stuff that we're learning. There's always new things that come up. So I get questions even today that are like, oh, that's a curveball. And so let me get you the answer and I'm going to get back to you as soon as I can. Is something that is so valuable and I so didn't do it in the classroom. It was, oh, yeah, this is the answer. Yeah. And hope that it was the right answer. And if it wasn't the right answer, come back and say, oh yeah, I did some more research and I found out that there's there's a twist and kind of play it off. But now it's, okay, in this new position, I let people know, I'm still learning. I'm getting you getting better. I, I'm going to get you that answer. And when you do follow up and make sure that you get the answer to the person that they need, and people respect that and they, so that I think that's the biggest thing that I've learned and that I've was able to kind of fine tune going from a teacher to back into the corporate world is just being able to say I don't know everything and I don't expect to know everything. Yeah. I love that. Um so tell us about this new job of yours at Biz by Cell. Tell us a little bit about what you're currently doing and your day-to-day responsibilities. Well, um, like you mentioned before, Biz by Cell is it's a subsidiary of CoStar, and it's a one of the world's largest real business real estate sites. So, um, what I do, they call customer success, um, but customer success is such a new field mm-hmm. that being a customer success representative at one company means something totally different than what it means at another company. And I had to, I learned that. Um, So the majority of what I do is a lot of customer service based type things like answering the phone, getting back to customers with about their questions, um, maintaining accounts. But there's also another aspect of it that is more what I would think is customer success where I review people's accounts and I look over them and I reach back out to them when I see a problem before it becomes a problem for them. So um, one of the, one of the things is I review, um, I go over people's listings when they create them on the site because it's obviously a place where people sell their business so they're creating a listing i look over their listing and if i find something that's a problem i reach out to them and i let them know okay this might be a problem for you you might want to change this or you might want to change that so it's a it's a lot of um interacting with people but it's not face to face like teaching is yeah when when i was in the classroom i had my students there 
up until the pandemic at least and then it was <laughs> trying to figure out how to teach in so many different ways but it's more um helping people get to their goal so that's one of the, the big similarities is i'm trying to help someone get to their goal of selling their business just like i'm try in the classroom i was trying to get a student to their goal of learning the material that they needed to learn right and that reminds me of Anya Dudek, one of our first podcast guests. If you haven't listened to Anya's interview, please go do that. But she's been in customer success for quite a while now. Um, and that's really how she boils customer success down to is the success of the customer, getting them to reach their goals. And that's why I think teachers make such good customer success um, member team members is because that's all you do in the classroom is try to get kids to to reach their goals. This uh, new role sounds really, really interesting, and it's it's a big leap, right? Because you're using your teacher skills, but you're outside of education working for a business outside of education. So that's very cool, too. Yeah, definitely. Um, tell me a little bit about how Classroom to Board you. Uh, well, I know, but tell our audience a little bit about how did Classroom to Boardroom help you with this transition? What did you get out of the program? Well, I, I tell everybody that I talk to about it that classroom and boardroom was a game changer for me. Um, I can only go off my personal experience and what I've, I've talked to other people who've been through the course and are part of the program. And it's a game changer. Um, I was at a point where I thought I knew what I was doing and I had no clue. I was working. Um, I'd worked in the corporate world before, I mean, I'd worked for some larger businesses like Wells Fargo and SunTrust and Enterprise, Rent-A-Car and um, 7-Eleven, big, some, some of the bigger names. And I, I thought, oh, I know how to do a resume for, for the corporate world. I, I know how to um, transition my skills to the business world. And I thought I knew, and I really, I was trying to take a teacher resume and put it out as a business resume. I was trying to take teacher skills and teacher language and put it out as corporate language. And it, it was something where I thought I knew, and it, it really was something that I, I learned that I didn't know what I thought I knew mm -hmm. and I didn't even know what I didn't know. Yeah. So, so I joined classroom to boardroom and I gained a network of people yeah. that were so great and so yeah. helpful and so supportive and so uplifting. And they were cheerleaders for me yeah. and they helped me be motivated while I was still learning to move those skills that I have. And I gained and I had fine tuned and sharpened as a teacher and moved them into language that someone in the corporate world would understand. Yep. And someone in the corporate world would see value in. So I, I had my resume and I was at the point where I was, I was sending my resume out to everybody. And I realized from the course that I had to fine tune things. I had to bring it back in. I, there were members of classroom, the boardroom that, they took my resume and they read over it and they, they helped me to get it to the point where it needed to be in order to find a position to take that language that I thought was corporate language and really 
was a lot of teacher language and transition it into what really corporate recruiters and um, people who are making hiring decisions, what they're looking for and being able to take, I learned how to take a, a, a job listing and look at it and find the, the keywords and make sure that those keywords are in my resume mm-hmm. so that it matches up. It's just all those little skills that I learned in classroom, the boardroom. And really I started out and I was so like, I'm just going to throw my resume out there and, and just make sure that I get it out to as many people as I can and as many different positions as I can. And it was something where I, I really learned in classroom and boardroom that I needed to, to bring it back. I need to focus it back down. I, I think of it this way. And I mean, you can tell by the accent, like you mentioned that <laughs> I, I, I'm from the South. So I think of it this way. There's, there's two different approaches and I tried both of them and the, the latter worked better. There's a shotgun approach where you're just shooting pellets everywhere <laughs> and hoping you hit something. And then there's the rifle where you focus it back down and you're hitting and aiming at one specific point. Mm-hmm. So I took and I learned from classroom boardroom that I needed to take and instead of just throwing my resume out there and trying to hit something, hopefully to bring it down to one or two different job types and Absolutely. focus my resume on that yep. and make sure that the language of my resume matched those one or two types of careers and then use that and send it out to and focus on, okay, I want this type of position. I want this type of position. I want this type of position. I, I, I did what a lot of people do coming out of the, when they start looking outside of the classroom, I started to look at instructional design. Yes. Every everybody thinks they design. go, everybody thinks that you can go from the classroom to instructional design and it's cake. And then yep. I sat back and I thought about it and I was like, you know what? What really is instructional design? And I thought about the things that I really didn't like about teaching. And one of the things that I just didn't like about teaching was lesson plans. Mm. And I was like, no way I'm going to take and go into instructional design, which is basically making lesson plans for corporations. So I was like, no. So that wasn't my... So I started to look and find different different career paths and I was able to kind of narrow it down to customer success. So then I knew what I was aiming at. If classroom and boardroom basically helped me to go from just wandering in the wilderness of the corporate world, hoping I ran into the right thing to knowing what path I needed to be on to get to where my goal was and to know what my goal was. Yeah. I mean, classroom board removed the needle for me. Yeah. It was interesting watching you because once you did really focus in it, the the process went quicker and I saw your confidence grow a lot more, I think as well, because you were more aligned to the job that you would eventually land. Um, I really, when I think of you, I think of someone whose confidence really, really blossomed throughout the whole process. Yeah. And I mean, I, the, the one thing I think back on was 
I I went six, eight, might even have been close to ten months that I was seriously looking for a position and I was putting resumes out and seeking a job and I didn't get an interview. Not even an interview. And then I got into classroom to boardroom and I started to focus and I started to get my, my resume looking the way it needed to be. And I got all of these things and it helped me move the needle to get that first interview. Yeah. And that first interview helped me to get to that second interview. And, and I remember this and I still remember it today when I, I reached out to you and I said, I've got this, this Seneca interview coming up and they gave me a, a task to do. Yes. Can, yep. can we sit down and we go over it together? And you and you took the time and found the time to help me. And it was tremendous. And I get an email the next day. Oh, well, we, we've decided we're not going to even oh, have this it position. Was heartbreaking. It I, was. My heart broke for you because we worked so hard in that session. And the next morning you're like, it was canceled. The position's like gone. And I'm like, yeah. do you remember what I said to you? Because I remember what I said to you. <laughs> I said, I, I know this hurts, but everything we just did in that session is going to help you in your next interview. Right. And it did. It, yeah. I mean, the thing is, classroom, the boardroom, it gave me a, a confidence that I needed, but it also gave me that network of people that I could use for support. Yes. And those cheerleaders, everybody yeah. in the group just wants everyone else to succeed there's no one who that i've met in classroom or boardroom that's like jealous that that i got a position and they're still looking for no and and that's i mean that's the thing about classroom to boardroom there's only one of me right like i have one person and we have a lot of members and that's why i built this course it's a self-paced course i spent all this time recording all of my knowledge right because there is only one of me. I only have so many slots for one-on-one -on -one time, but the beauty of it is, is that there is a huge community that you become part of. We have an alumni lunch coming up. All the alumni are coming together. So there is the community and everyone talks about that beautiful community because there is no competition at all. It Everyone is, knows that their time will come. So I'm glad you brought that up because it they are there to pick you up when you don't get that interview or you don't get, you know, moved on to the next stage. So I'm glad you brought that up. What are you, yeah. what are some of the soft skills that you, in your current role that you're in that, that are required? Um, one of the biggest ones is integrity. Um, mm -hmm. Integrity is big because we, I'm not face to face with any of my customers. I, I don't ever like get face to face with a customer in the role that I'm in now. So I have to be able to build integrity is the first thing. Um, the second is teamwork. Teamwork is vital. Um, Biz by Cell is a, is a blossoming company, but it's small. I mean, there may be 50 employees in, in the entire company, but we're part of CoStar. So it's the best of both worlds. It's like a small little, little business but I've got the like backing of a, a big corporation. So um, teamwork is, is vital. Being able to cross over to other platforms that the, the company has. Um, definitely one of the things that 
that helps me from teaching that's a soft skill that I use now is organization. Mm-hmm. Being organized and knowing how to prioritize my day. Yeah. Um, that willingness to learn, that's another soft skill that is just so transitionable. It, it moves from teaching to to the corporate world so well and I think it's been a real benefit for me is being willing to learn and um patience empathy those are those are all things that really just being able to to use those skills that I had as a teacher and that I still have from teaching and bring them into the corporate world has really been a benefit to me what do you, so those soft skills that you mentioned, you know, integrity, teamwork, organization, those are all super important, but we also have to have those hard skills, right? So talk to us about some of the software or, or, um, tools that you're using in your everyday work life now. Um, pretty much I'm right now, I'm the only person who does my job on the East coast because, mm. um, biz by cell is, um, home office is in san francisco so they're trying i i was kind of the test subject when i took took this role to see if we could expand to the east coast so um teams is something that i use every day to communicate with my supervisor i mean i send questions i send um information through teams um outlook obviously is another big one um probably the biggest hard skill um would be salesforce if if you don't have experience in salesforce and you're looking to move into the corporate world go find a platform and there there's a couple of them out there to learn a little bit about salesforce just the bare minimum basics that was something that i was asked about in 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 my interview and I was like, yeah, I have some experience with Salesforce. I haven't used it in my, actually in my past positions, but I've done some training on Salesforce and I can do this, this, and this. And that really is something that every everyone I've spoken to in some form or fashion uses Salesforce now in the mm-hmm. corporate world. And then um, Work Center, that's um, a platform that we use at um, Biz by Sell. And it's something that it basically is a way to, to organize the listing. So there's always those like specialized things, but then there's the, the generalized things like Salesforce, Teams, Outlook, um, Excel, all of those trying to be as diverse as possible, but really knowing what, what you need ahead of time. And I would say if, if I was going to choose any one thing for a teacher that's looking to transition into a corporate world to, to learn is learn what you can about Salesforce. Yeah, I agree. Salesforce is, if you're going to pick one tool to learn, Salesforce is definitely the tool. Um, I agree wholeheartedly with that one. Um, well, Donald, this has been so insightful. It's really fun to kind of revisit what we were working through together as a community and supporting you, gosh, months and months ago. So thank you, first of all, for taking your time to talk about your new role and your journey. 
Um, and I would just love to end with two things. One, for our listeners, if you are interested in joining Classroom to Boardroom, you can learn more about the course at classroom2boardroom.net. You can also check out my brand new website, carrieconover.com, in which I share blogs and job postings and all kinds of insights. So please go over there and check that out if you're interested in learning more. And finally, Donald, I just want to thank you. And I would ask you to just end with any piece of advice that you have for teachers who are looking to transition. Uh, I've got two pieces of advice. The first is that when you're starting to look at positions, take the time to narrow down your focus. Find what your future role is going to be and go after that. Like I mentioned before, there's the shotgun approach and there's the rifle approach. Take the rifle approach. The shotgun throws out a bunch of pellets and it, it's going to hit here and there, but you're never really going to get the results that you want. The shot, the rifle, when you focus in and you know what you're going for, that is the approach, the focus and meaningful shot that you're taking to that small area with a high impact. That's what you need to do with your resume, with the um, places you're sending your resume and those types of things. And the second thing is make sure that you don't let anybody make you feel guilty for doing what you feel is best for you and your family. Mm -hmm. There are going to be other people out there. There, there are colleges that are full of people that are wanting to get into education. Don't feel like you are abandoning someone. Don't feel like you are in a position where you are letting someone down, you've got to do what is right for you and for your future. And nobody should make you feel guilty about that. Yeah. No one Amen. should make you, no one should make you feel like you're less of a person because a lot of times as teachers, that becomes our identity. Yeah. I'm a teacher and it took me a little bit of time to get out of telling people I'm a teacher when they ask who I am. And now I have other characteristics that I am. And I don't feel guilty about leaving the classroom because I know that there are other people out there who want that opportunity. So why am I not able to go out and to go after the opportunity that I want? Yep. I couldn't have said it better. Thank you so much for those final piece of, pieces of advice, Donald. And thanks for taking your time on a Wednesday evening to chat with me. I wish you all the best in your career. Of course, you're going to be part of the alumni network, but um, to all of you listening, you too can make this transition. Go check out my resources at carryconover.com and have an amazing evening. Thank you. Thanks so much for tuning in to this episode of the Classroom to Boardroom podcast. If you're enjoying the show, please feel free to rate, subscribe, and leave a review wherever you listen to your podcasts. That helps others find the show, and we greatly appreciate it. Once again, thanks for listening, and we'll catch you in the next episode of the Classroom to Boardroom podcast.